Growing up, I was somewhat accident prone. I swear there wasn't a day that went by where a new bruise or scrape didn't appear. My father used to lovingly say that I had banana legs because there was always a colorful mess of new and healing bruises. Whether that be because I had failed jumping my bike over a makeshift ramp or other various daredevil activities, I'd limp home, sobs heaving my chest and tears streaming down my face as my bloodied knees soaked through my favorite bubblegummed jeans. I can vividly recall how my mom, a nurse by trade, would dab a clean warm face cloth on my road rash patches while at the same time helping to calm me down and reminding me to just breathe. Oftentimes she'd breathe in demonstration. Although it would be decades later before she'd complete her yoga teacher training program, I believe she was my first unofficial yoga teacher. As I've previously mentioned in other episodes, yoga is so much more than postures on a yoga mat. Yes, postures are vitally important to one's practice regime. However, equally important is the practice of remembering your breath. Breathing is an innate bodily function and yet unless you've just run up a flight of stairs or have had some kind of shock, for most of us the breath hardly gets a moment's notice. Spiritual master and author Amit Ray, who is known for his teachings on yoga and meditation, shares this, quote, if you want to conquer the anxiety of life, live in the moment, live in the breath. In this episode, I want to help you remember your breath, teach you when to use it, and how to live in it. I'm Michelle Robinson, entrepreneur, yoga teacher, Ayurveda consultant, and life's student, and your host on this podcast, Om at Home. take approximately 26,000 breaths every single day? That works out to roughly 18 breaths a minute. Amazingly, breathing is an innate function of your body. Otherwise, you'd have to consciously engage in either an inhale or exhale every three seconds or so. But thanks to a little system called your autonomic nervous system, breathing is primarily an involuntary action meaning it happens without your conscious effort. Now I say primarily because at any moment you have the capacity to influence your respiratory rate, rhythm, and depth. And this is really kind of cool because this means that if you want to, you can take control of your breath and in turn influence your autonomic nervous system. Okay, let's just take a few minutes and highlight your autonomic nervous system, all its divisions and the responsibilities of that in your body so that you have a better understanding of how your breath and your conscious breathing practice fits into the practice of yoga and your strategy for health. So your autonomic nervous system is divided into three separate and distinct branches of nervous tissue and functioning. You've got your sympathetic nervous system, which is often referred to as your fight, 
flight and flee system and is very useful in stressful situations like when you find yourself in the midst of a dangerous position or environment and your safety is threatened and or death is impending. Next is your parasympathetic nervous system or the rest, digest, and heal system. And hopefully that's the one that's active during you know, your day-to-day -day activities and routines. And then there is this less talked about enteric or what's called intrinsic nervous system. And that's said to be the second brain in your body. And it regulates the functions of your GI tract, including digestive enzyme secretions, hormone distribution, peristalsis action, and more. So in short, these three distinct parts of this one collective nervous system are responsible for everything from your heart rate, your blood pressure, your respiratory function, your body temperature, as well as your muscle reflexes, your metabolism, your digestion, fluid production, electrolyte balance, pupil dilation, sexual function, reproduction, urination, defecation, and the list goes on. So you might be thinking to yourself, okay, so why do I need to know this about my autonomic nervous system, Michelle? My answer to you is this. When these systems don't operate as they can and should, all of the vitally important processes and functions they are responsible for don't get to happen either. And the biggest reason these don't work properly in our modern day society is because of chronic stress. Without a doubt, stress is a major contributor to the ill health of so many. Stress and stressful situations, which can be anything from a fight with your partner or spouse, financial insecurity, any kind of trauma or abuse, stressful life events, poor sleep, poor diet, and so on, all of these shift your body into a reactive fight, flight, and flee response. So anywhere where there's stress, a perceived threat or fear that exists, your body releases stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, which then pumps blood to your legs and your limbs so that you can run away. And then of course reduces blood flow to other areas of your body and therefore impedes the functions of these other two nervous systems. Chronic stress, which is basically your body being in a constant guarded state, can lead to everything from muscle tension and headaches, restricted airways and breathing problems, hypertension, kidney disease, menstrual and reproductive issues, obesity and digestive dysfunctions, mood and energy imbalances, and oftentimes comes with the crippling grips of anxiety and depression. Thus, it is of utmost importance for your physical, mental, and emotional well-being to learn how to recognize when this sympathetic nervous system, your stress response, is stuck on and how to turn it off. The challenge in and of this is because stress is, and your response to stress is based on your unique psychological interpretation and of course your reactions. Learning how to decipher when your stress response is based on an immediate threat as compared to the recall of a memory or merely thinking about something stressful is what yoga and a breathing practice is all about. The late Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh said, quote, 
Breath is the bridge which connects life to consciousness, which unites your body to your thoughts. Whenever your mind becomes scattered, use your breath as the means to take hold of your mind again. Breathing is of course vital to life and your existence, but breathing is also a means to shift your body from its stressed out state to one that is more relaxed and at ease. Unfortunately for so many, even while at rest, breathing doesn't happen properly. Some breathe in excess too quickly, while others don't breathe enough too shallow. Some are prone to breathe more through their mouths while others unconsciously restrict the required movement of their diaphragm and respiratory muscles. Of course, there are genetic factors that can and do influence your breath. However, for the vast majority of individuals, this is not the case. When you breathe, a few key actions need to happen. Simply put, on an inhalation, your diaphragm contracts and moves in a downward direction towards your abdominal cavity, acting kind of like a vacuum as air is sucked into the lungs. Your chest and back muscles assist in this drawing in action by lifting and spreading your ribs up and out. Now, when you breathe out, the opposite occurs. Your diaphragm relaxes and so do those chest and back muscles. Of course, there's so much more going on with each breath, but again, we're just keeping things simple. If you want to learn more, you'll have to join me in one of my specialty classes or workshops here in the studio. Okay, back to your breath. Shallow and quicker respiratory rates can often indicate muscle tension. And sometimes that muscle tension is isolated to the abdominal region. This tightness here at the belly can make it rather impossible for your diaphragm to move as it needs to. Yes, of course, we want to have a nice strong core, but we don't want an abdominal region that is full of tension or is constantly and actively sucked in. I like to say this is like wearing a psychic girdle. And thanks to the billions of dollars spent every year promoting flat bellies as the vision for health and beauty, I, and possibly you too, get duped into wearing one. Now, mouth breathers miss the important cleaning, warming, and lubricating function of the sinus cavities. When you breathe through your nostrils, that intake of air is purified and moistened so that it can pass through the cellular membranes of the lungs and into the bloodstream more efficiently. Not to mention that if you breathe constantly through your mouth, all of the toxins and debris in the atmosphere end up in your lungs instead of being trapped in your nasal passageway. Mouth breathing is best used for those times of temporary and strenuous exercise or cardiovascular conditioning. All that being said, now is the time to look at how you breathe. Are you even aware of your breath? Do you have conscious or unconscious breathing patterns? Do you notice any tightness or restricted movement? Do you breathe in and out properly? One of the first things I teach my new students is a particular practice called diaphragmatic breathing or more simply put, belly breathing. It's a most remarkable gift to give yourself whenever you remember to do so, whether you're on your mat or not. And if you've had any kind of voice training or singing lessons, then it's likely you're aware or familiar with this kind of breathing practice. 
So the first thing to consider is the movement of the breath and of course how it relates to the movement of your body. Okay, if you remember on an inhalation your diaphragm has to contract and move in a downward direction. Okay? Now when that happens your belly has to be soft enough to be able to make space for those internal organs that get squished when the diaphragm moves down into or onto that abdominal cavity. So when you take a breath in, there should be a softening and expanding of your abdominal region. Kind of like you're pushing your belly outwards, but not in any kind of strained or forced way. And then when you breathe out, your abdominal region it should return to its kind of natural, neutral, resting position. All right, I want you to try this with me. That is, unless you've got your hands on the steering wheel of your motorized vehicle. So finding a comfortable place to sit or lying down is ideal, but standing and sitting works just fine. Go ahead and place your hands on your belly. Now take a slow, deep breath in through your nose and see if you can notice your belly gently pressing into your hands. As you breathe out, notice your belly slowly moving away from your hands. Okay, so let's do this a couple of times together. So breathe in and feel your belly press and move into your hands. And then as you breathe out, feel your belly softly falling away from your hands. Again, breathe in and feel your belly softly grow into your hands. And then as you breathe out, feel your belly softly fall away from your hands. Sometimes I like to add a little bit of a count, okay, whether it's an outer audible count or just one in my head, but that, that helps me to kind of create some cohesive understanding between the in and out breath. So let's try this. I want you to breathe in with me. We'll count to four, three, two, one, and now breathe out, four, three, two, one. Again, breathe in, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four. Again, breathe in, feel your belly rise into your hands, and breathe out, feel your belly slowly fall away from your hands. One more time, breathe in, two, three, four, and breathe out, two, three, four. And just notice, notice your body, notice your head space, notice any kind of tension, and see if the breath can help to dissolve any kind of a strong holding or guarded position you might find or notice. Okay, this breathing practice is a very subtle experiment. And if you aren't accustomed to breathing in this way, you might not notice much or you might notice that things are happening kind of opposite of what we're trying to do. Over time and of course with practice, You'll be able to breathe more in this kind of diaphragmatic belly breathing. Okay? And then because of that, you know, you'll be breathing more effectively, more efficiently. Not to mention, now as you do this, you are in control of your breath and 
have the capacity to shift your body out of its guarded, a habituated, stressed state and into a state of deep relaxation and ease. More and more studies are proving the tremendous benefit of this belly breathing practice and promoting it and other mindfulness-based practices like yoga and meditation as techniques to help manage and ease the stress that inevitably happens to us all. As published in the Harvard Medical School article, quote, we can't avoid all sources of stress in our lives, nor would we want to, but we can develop healthier ways of responding to them. So the next time you find yourself stressed out, overwhelmed and filled with tension, remember to breathe. Give yourself the gift of your breath and live in it. In the next episode, I share with you a little bit more of my own personal journey and study of all things yoga, yoga postures, meditation, and breath. Until then, drop me a line, visit the Ambiance Yoga Studio website, or better yet, unroll your yoga mat next to mine so we can practice together.